Okay, hi everyone. Happy Friday. Thanks for tuning in to part two of our two-part premiere of Dumpster Dive Pod. My name is Tom Hamlet. I'm going to be your host today. We are co-hostless today. Kix is not here. It's just me for the second half. Uh, But I am joined by uh, a great guest of mine, a best friend of mine. Uh, You can see him on Power Book 2, Ghost on Stars. You can stream his boppity bop 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 fool (laughs) on all streaming platforms you can follow him on instagram at brad gibson 13 and uh i can't wait for you guys to hear him talk right now hi Hi. (laughs) what's up yeah i'm happy to be here after last night's debate um well yeah so we need this i know i was like should i so for everyone you'll be listening to this all on friday but we are recording today um just you know 12 hours after I mean, that was a reality show. Yeah, that was a reality show. And like Andy Cohen would have done a much better job of moderating everything that was going (laughs) on. I thought about that. I was like, Andy should be doing this. Give it to someone who understands this world of mess. Right. And like he could have jumped in and told him to shut up under. And yes, what I will say about Andy, he has he does a really good job of being on everyone's team and not on everyone's team. Mm -hmm. And also like being in control of the situation at hand, being a true host, right? Being like, hey, Ramona, shut up. Stop talking. Right. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, he would have been a great moderator. Under, uh, not like Chris motherfucking Wallace. <laughs> no. <laughs> Drowning. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I think that they, they, I think it would be smart to not use, um, use people from CNN, MSNBC, or Fox, and like use jur- like actual journalists or things like that mm-hmm. that ride the middle mm-hmm. because even the most moderate MSNBC, um, you know, host is still going to be leaning one way. Granted, there's really only one way to lean in this <laughs> yeah. election. Yeah. It's like, are you, brain. do you have a brain or do you not? <laughs> but- Shout out to the Trump supporter <laughs> listeners. Love Log y'all. off now. No, I don't love you. Log off. <laughs> In the words of Nini, we'll get to her in a little bit, but oh yes, oh my god, <laughs> bye wig. <laughs> She's out for blood. Don't, don't talk about it yet. Okay. Don't talk about it yet. It's on my list of yes. Yeah. Okay, great. So, so behind the curtain a little bit. When we're doing this, I have um, I have all my reality news, but I don't tell my guest what the news is because I really want their honest uh, reaction on what I'm going to say. Mm, I love it. So. But unfortunately, that that is one of the things. Great, I have, great, good I have to know. Laid up. I'm happy about it too. I'm happy about it. <laughs> so, um, once again, we did this on our last episode. Hopefully, you're listening to these things back to back. But we always start uh, the pod with a little question, and uh, you know, we're here to talk about trash. And uh, what was the reality TV or reality type content? that made you realize that the low brow was the brow for you, Bradley? Mm, I. Oh, I was, I'm excited about this question because um, I heard Kicks yeah. answer. I have like a two-part answer. Give it to me. Great. First part would be like being a little kid and having my, um, watching my aunt and older cousins watch the real world. That was a huge thing. Remember like the, the they so, gay people on there, they were having fun. I think about like Vegas. I think about Boston. Boston was a huge season in my mind as a small kid. So, so what ha- like, so I... Like I talked about on the last episode, um, Marion wouldn't let us watch MTV. So I have like the biggest blind spot for the real world. Like I couldn't tell you 
Like I know Karamo was on a season. Mm-hmm. Was he on one of those? Mm-hmm. He was on Real World. Do you know which one? I don't know. I don't remember which one. I don't. I think about Boston a lot because Boston was the one where uh, I believe it was the season where the one of the cast members had uh, AIDS or HIV. Happy Friday, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Why did I take it there? Oh, my God. But yeah, it was he was out and he had a boyfriend and, you know, real world was cutting edge. It was like showing america what america really looked like i think about that but karamo was on a season they were just i think about my cousins and aunt watching it and them being obsessed with it and loving it because they're teenage girls you know and they're wanting to live that life and nana being like my great-grandmother nana being like please turn that off what is this are my kids gonna be okay so a little bit about bradley he was raised by a pack of wolves and by wolves i mean um strong the strongest black woman i've ever met in my entire life <laughs> truly wolves like yeah. not one man in the bunch no no <laughs> and the one or two that are there are you know they have a place trash no <laughs> speaking of trash do so you like the real world right or yes. you watch that what was the other part of it the other part of it was uh next top model america's next top model yeah i but feel like this the is the early come up seasons like the beginning remember yeah. it was on upn mm-hmm. and it would come on after like those iconic black shows moesha and the parkers and half and half girlfriends <laughs> all the shows yeah um it came on with them and i remember like it was the first show that nana and i would watch like religiously together a reality show and i thought it was like amazing and like the girls are beautiful and like they were living this fantasy life and she was also down to like watch it because of the competition aspect and that kind of got everyone on board different walks of life learning about the fashion industry it was gay boy dreams so do you remember season one of antm do you remember ebony yes so ebony has one of the most iconic lines um and she says it over and over again. And she's always like, this is a competition. She like says it like that over <laughs> and over again. Who and was- I remember, wait, wait, wait. I have a story about it. Okay. So, so I, like my sister and I were so obsessed with her just because she was so intense. And there's that iconic meme of her crying. And then she gets it together. She's like, she's like crying and then she gets it together and she smiles and then she's like walks. Do you know what I'm talking yes, about? Yes. Yeah. Um, icon. So. When I'm working at, I, I don't think I've ever told you this. So, obsessed. Um, when, so I, I'm a spin instructor. I don't know if everyone knows that. Um, but at my studio, I walked in to go teach class one day, and who was standing behind the front desk? No. Behind the front desk. <laughs> Let that sit in your brain. I'm not <laughs> behind the front desk, but, but Ebony. I think she follows me on Instagram, so I hope she hears this. But I, I was like speechless. I mean, I'm speechless right now thinking about it. And <laughs> I go back into the back, like the back workroom, and I'm like, do you know who that is? And like my boss is like, oh, yeah, she's just this older woman. She needs a, she needs like a side gig. And yeah. And she's, she said she was a model. I'm like, that's fucking Ebony. What? And I don't have... Like, I feel like I'm pretty good around celebrities. Shout out to the celebrities that are listening to this podcast. Please Shout come out on. celebs. <laughs> I can keep it chill. <laughs> I can keep it chill with anyone but Ebony, apparently. Because I literally go up to her and go, Ebony, I don't do this often. But I'm obsessed with you. And she 
Uh, I mean, she freaked out. She was so happy that someone recognized her. Throwing the shade button there, the RuPaul. But you also made her day, Tom. I know I did. Feel so good inside. I did, and then she told me that she was going to write a tell-all memoir about um, her time with Tyra. Shit, that's the real tea. (laughs) You heard it here first. Do you think reality news will hear pick up this soundbite? I think so. (laughs) I think so. She said that she lived with. She was like. I've never told anyone about when we lived together. And I'm like, you mean when you were just on the show? She's like, no, we like live together. Mm. And I'm like, I think you're lying. Oh, this sounds scary though. And yeah. I'm maybe down. we'll stop talking about it now. <laughs> <laughs> but I know Ebony. Like Ebony knows who I am. I love that. Remember I actually the, thought about getting her on the podcast. You should ask. And now that you have this tea, Tom, we really need the episode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess I could, I could go yeah. viral off of that. Um, DM later today. Yep. Um, I'll do that. Remember the girl too who was like uh Christian and sang Robin? Yes. Yes. How so. excellent. excellent. Oh, sing. Oh, sing. oh, I'm not why am I singing? <laughs> why am I sing? sing? I don't want to sing. Well, well, that'll be in. I'm not cutting that. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. <laughs> um well, do you remember when Robin wouldn't meet Ebony's girlfriend? <laughs> yes. Because she said that it was against God's will. Yes. <laughs> Oh my god. Also, Next Top Model had so many like not okay things. In yeah, it, we talked about this la- like last episode a little bit. There's just so much that's bad about it, but it's so much. It's so good. And somehow Tyra is just kind of uncancelable, don't you think? Yeah, and I think didn't she comment recently on the um people talking about them looking back at the show and the problems in it? Yeah. And she I- was kind of like, Yeah. We fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what else is she gonna do? Yeah, you know, she's she can't she can't be like she certainly didn't defend it, but own it. Um, yeah. Well, with Ebony and Robin, I just remember like that could never that would never happen today because people have too much self awareness that they're on camera, and that's something that I think we'll talk about a lot on the podcast. And what's gonna come up a lot when we bring up things that made us love reality TV is the early times of reality television for people in our age bracket, um, social media was not a thing, you know, and people didn't have a presence. So they didn't care what, how they came across on television. Like the only person who was aware that she was going to be viral, I think is Tiffany Pollard. And we, I once again talked about this last time, but she knew the camera was there, you know, when she said, Beyonce, more like Luther Vandross. Yes, she, she knew. She knew that what she was saying was funny. You know, brilliance. But there's so much on A and T M, like with those girls. That what makes the show so good is they're not trying to be good for camera. Yeah, they're they're wearing like pajamas the whole time. Yeah, those early seasons of that show, like like I said, Real World, Survivor, they all didn't. They weren't weren't aware of the camera like that. Yeah, and Drag Race too. I know oh, you haven't yeah. watched the earlier seasons of Drag Race, but go back because. They're better because they don't have Instagram as a tool to propel their fame. Mm-hmm. They're just trying to do their best, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Well, there you go. I love that. So, Real World and A&TM. Mm-hmm. Once again, last week mine was, um, mine is Flavor of Love. love Did you watch that. Flavor of Love? I wasn't into it as much as I probably thought I was. 
Does that make any sense? Yeah. Like I feel like I wasn't like a diehard for it, but I watched it. Yeah. But I love those other shows on VH1. Like remember Celebrity Fit Club? Mm-hmm. I or was obsessed Surreal with that. Life. Surreal Life. Oh my God, Surreal Life. Surreal Life I would be good that. now. Who had a um, A&TM girl on it. Remember she married Peter Brady? Yes, Adrian. Uh, yeah. The winner of season winner. one. Yeah. yeah. Connections. Connections. That's what we call segues, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, great. Well, uh, before we jump into reality news, uh, I just want to take a break for our quick sponsors that do not exist right now. Woo. But, <laughs> you know, we put it out into the world. Manifest. Manifest. Maybe yes. it'll show up. Okay, yeah, so we'll be back in just one second. Bye. Okay, and we are back. How was that break for you, Bradley? What'd you great. do in the break? I took a sip of water and I checked my Instagram. Okay, great. Like any good millennial. <laughs> What's <laughs> happening on the gram? You know, um, a lot of uh, commentary on the debate and people obviously getting over their hangovers from last night because we, um, I think we all drank a little bit. Yeah, I definitely drank. I was trying to watch a movie instead of the debate, but then was on my phone getting updates about the debate the whole time. So. Yeah. I told Adam, my fiance, that I was going to kind of be in and out. I was like, I can't watch it. He has a fiance, so please do not slide into the DMs with any <laughs> dirty pics. No, honey, I'm taken. Yeah, we're both taken, so that's not really on the cards here. But once we have a, a, a single gay on. Yeah. Yeah. Hit him sh- up. Sh- shoot him a dick pic. We love <laughs> to help friends get D. I was saying that the other day to my fiance. I was like, when I feel there is a possible D connection, mm-hmm. I want to make it happen. Yeah, of course. So I want to talk about a couple of things. Okay. Um, first thing, not even really, you know, this isn't even juicy, but um, both Bradley and I are in the Lamely. Mm-hmm. And Miss mm-hmm. Mimi just released her memoir. I, I'm i so proud of her. Did you get it? I have not downloaded it yet for my I've Kindle. I downloaded it, but I'm reading something else that I'm not going to talk about because I listen. Here's the thing. <laughs> she re- you're reading to, you're reading a book right now that's not that? So, I like to read a physical copy of a book that I think is of you know, to teach me something that is good for me, that is good for my spirit, and I like to listen on the street to garbage. Got, yeah, I get that. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, I have a good garbage book I'm doing right now, and then when I finish that one, I'm going to start Mariah. What's the garbage? You don't want to tell us? I'm it's, I mean, it's, should I? Okay. So it's that book written about Melania Trump that her ex. And that's our time, folks. <laughs> no, it's not for her. It's about her, the the person, the woman that like used to be her best friend. Yes, and her yes. Head of her chief of staff left because the Trumps are right. monsters. And she's writing about the monstrosity that is the Trumps. It's crazy. How is it? It's actually really good. I find myself gagging on the train just to know, like, the things that we think are happening are. I almost should. I, I almost just said they should have had a reality show, but he did have a reality show. He did. Take that in. Oh, gosh. And here we are. Wow. Yeah. Anyways, Mimi. Let's talk <laughs> Mimi. Mimi, Mimi, Mimi. For those that don't know, Mimi is Mariah Carey. <laughs> Wake up. We love Mimi. You know, what do you, why do you think it is that not everyone who's gay and our age likes Mariah Carey? I think she carries like a certain, like she carries a certain type of Ariana Grande energy of the past, right? Like very like pop 
princessy, generic, but amazingly talented. You can't deny that. But like her, her energy was always kind of like gumdrops and rainbows and shit. Like eventually, and even in the past, before the you know her being her full Mimi self when she was you know locked up by Tommy Matola. Um, can't wait to hear about that in the book. And also, ooh, yes, supposedly, well, we talked about this. Oh, we have a housewife's thread. Bradley's a part of my like housewife's crew that we have a text thread where we talk about all the drama. Yes, but supposedly Tommy Matola's wife is going to be on the Real Housewives of New York City. I know, and I have tea about her well can we talk about that yes we can talk about that okay for so sure. let's do that right now then yes tommy matola so talia talia she's a, a latin, singer yes latin singer um pretty well known in latin america uh tommy matola was a producer on a bronx tale yeah so bradley is a broadway performer on top of all the things that i listed he's been in um nearly every broadway show <laughs> and everyone. i've been in nearly not everybody. <laughs> oh, <show>. God. Um, <laughs> he was a producer of one of my shows, and um, he was around a little bit, and sometimes at, you know, events with her. I remember seeing her, and one, she kind of, like, looks like Mariah Carey, has a vibe similar. Yeah, I see that. So I'm like, oh, he has a, he has a, a type. And I can just totally understand why she would be on the show. She has a fabulous life. Like, she always... Even like in her most down moments, like coming by the theater with him, she is in full drag. She looks like a housewife. It's perfect. I'm down for it. Great. Yeah. So it's her. And then um, the, who's that other woman? There's a there's a black woman that they're hiring to come on. Yeah. That Isn't is she like, a, like a, is a journalist journalist. And then there was another one that you said you knew. That was Talia. No, no, no. There was another one that's like a. um that's like a motivational speaker or something i thought oh i don't know maybe not we can cut this out oh um <laughs> we're just talking about nothing at this point yeah, but back to mariah Mimi. carey yeah back to mariah carey um nobody feel like the gays right now they don't have the same sort of connection with mariah carey as they used to there's a lot of gays today that love like you know the classics like always be my baby fantasy mm-hmm. those things but they don't have a good knowledge of what type of songwriter she is i mean she's written everything she has more number ones than anyone i don't understand that either i don't get why that is because growing up she was so famous in my house right yeah I, but not in mine really no 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 i mean my my aunt had a my aunt had butterfly on tape and i remember listening to honey mm-hmm. and um because she i remember she had this huge thing of cassette tapes and honey was on there and I like, remember that song from being a kid, but that, and I remember my dad saying something about how Mariah Carey has like the best voice ever or something, mm-hmm. like, something like that. And so I knew who she was, but, um, you know, we, I listened to Michael Jackson all the time when I was yeah. a kid. I mean, which now makes me sad, but I mean, yeah. but that's what I grew up on Yeah, was Michael Jackson and, you know, Destiny's Child was my, my, or my people, but I didn't have I didn't have that knowledge of Mariah until I got into college really and started listening to her on my own. And you were like, wow. Her voice is amazing. And also I think what doesn't translate is we don't have anyone who just does ballads anymore. Like Whitney Houston, I I mean, she's queen, but a lot of her songs like don't really resonate today anymore mm-hmm. because we don't we don't have the ballad audience do you know what i mean mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. ariana grande has ballads but there's always like a little trap beat underneath it so yeah, like no one is that park and bark queen in a gown no singing it out well, i yeah. guess adele but even that's, yeah, yeah, that's true that's true 
It feels different though, but yeah. it, but hers doesn't feel like R and B at the same no, time. It feels yeah, yeah, it feels a little different. So, but you if if you don't know Mariah, read the book. I think the book is supposed to be really good. It's produced by Andy Cohen. Did you know mm-hmm. that? Oh wait, it is. Yeah, Andy Cohen has started a uh, book. Um, a publishing company. Mm, get that and money, Andy. Yeah. So it's under Andy's publishing company. Um, and if he's reading anything, I'm sure it's going to be high drama. So. Oh my God. I think we also want to hear about like her life because she's had so many twists and turns and like low moments, whether it be her childhood or her divorce from Tommy Mottola or even like a few years ago. I remember we were watching that reality show mm-hmm. that she had Oh my God, how iconic was it when she was just laying on the couch yeah. with the red wine yeah. in the <laughs> lingerie? But I feel like that also was kind of like a dark moment in her life. And I feel it like it was a light moment in my life. <laughs> You're like, I loved it. It wasn't dark for me. I think her career post that has kind of like changed and she's kind of like gotten back on track a little bit, but still loving her extra-ness. So I have, I, I feel like I have so many celebrity stories and I didn't realize it until we're sitting here talking about them, but I have two Mariah stories. The Do you culture want them? queen. We need them. I'm the culture queen. Hear you that? are. Hear that, Andy? You are. You are my culture queen. Oh, thanks, Bradley. Um, So two stories. I've seen her in concert two, three times? Two, three, two times. Wow. And um, the first one was a Christmas concert and she was two hours late. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Beyonce was there. Wow. Beyonce and Blue were in the wings watching the concert. Disgusted that they got their own time. Probably. Well, I actually think part of the reason she started late was to get them in safely. Wow, yeah, because the city had to shut Tom down. Tom was there. <laughs> <laughs> it's all my fault. Um, but so she's two hours late, and so the show starts, and all these little kids run on stage and to sit in a little circle, and she's going to sing a song to them. Mm-hmm. So she slowly meanders herself out on the stage, saran wrapped into some <laughs> Bob Mackie dress. <laughs> and she starts singing silent night to these children. And this dress does not fit. Not saran and wrap, Tom. <laughs> okay. I mean, Spanx and then saran wrap. I mean, oh that's what's going on. It's so accurate. And I can see Wait, the image. The dress starts to come off of her body. No, her full tit is out. No. And she's singing Silent Night to these children. And the children are just like, show must go on. The kids weren't like, that's a tit. <laughs> like they were just like swaying back and forth, doing their oohs oh, and ahs. And all the God. gays in the audience had their phone out, just like zooming in on Mariah's tit. That is incredible. Yeah. She's incredible. Yeah. And then round two, um, I saw her at um, MSG and she was opening for Lionel Richie when they did that tour together. And she stopped a number and asked her makeup team to come out on stage because she didn't feel like uh, her hair looked right. And one of amazing. the one of the um, one of someone on her team ran into a set piece. The set piece fell into the audience. <laughs> well, I heard like a long time ago, maybe when she was not in her best place in life, she hired. She had an assistant that that, that their job was just to have a cup of white wine, wine with a straw. To Speaking give her- of, where is my assistant with my cup of wine? <laughs> I think this is what you need, Tom. Right. I was going to say I would do that job, but I don't want to do that job. I want someone to do that job for me. For you. Yeah. Right. Goals. Yeah. On the goal list. Not, not, she likes Chardonnay though. I would never drink Chardonnay. Never. What's yours? What's your wine of choice? Savvy B, honey. I know. I know. I want to hear you say it. That's my, (laughs) (laughs) I want to hear you say it. That's my housewives tagline. Savvy B, honey. (laughs) Savvy B, honey. Do you think the housewives is going to start casting men? Oh, I thought you were going to say black people. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. Yes. 
<laughs> no men. Do you think that's... I've heard So that. supposedly, I heard this once, and this could be so wrong, and I could get dragged for this, but supposedly it was an idea that Caroline Manzo... You never watched Jersey, right? Mm-mm. So Caroline Manzo is from a family of like 12, and one of them is a gay guy. And they really tried to intro him into a storyline on the third season, the fourth se- third or fourth season of New Jersey, and supposedly they're going to try and bring him on as a cast member, but it just like didn't work. Mm, yeah, he's just I, like leather daddy. I heard that, and I was like, "That's interesting." I'm like, I'm not opposed to that. I think it has to fit right, but I, let's try. I think it's more successful to have the gays on with the girls when the gays are just with gays. I mean, it's, it's exhausting. Yeah, I need. I'm sure you're exhausted by just hearing us two talk. I know it's so much. <laughs> okay, we should move okay. to our next topic. Um, but buy Mimi's book. We'll put a little break here for Mimi uh, and Mariah. If you want to get a little ad break here, oh, we love you. <laughs> um, next thing I want to talk about. This is kind of old news, but it's more your stream of things. Um, the Kardashians is ending. Ugh. I just want to hear some thoughts on that. I one have really complicated feelings towards the whole family. Why? they're great um i they're they're problematic we all know that but i've watched since season one i have a lot of um respect for the hustle of of their trajectory as a family they're they now are some of the most powerful people in the world and you know they're american royalty like it or not we're gonna be talking about them till we're dead um i have respect for that but i think the show should be ending it's it's not good anymore. It's and there's fake. still there's still like a season and a half left, isn't there? Yes. So they already filmed they already filmed season twenty. Yes. But season nineteen is airing right now, right? Yes. And how far are we into season nineteen? Like two or three episodes in, just oh started. Oh my god! I, the way they turn around material is crazy to it's me. It's crazy. That means they're filming all the time. But I, I wish think- Real Housewives of New York would turn around material <laughs> like that. <laughs> Good luck with getting Luann and Sonia. I'd like, like a nest cam on Sonia in her apartment oh, just watching Netflix. I'd watch that. I love that. I love that she shows us that she's like just in bed watching TV. It's yeah, the with the glasses down on her nose. And the, <laughs> nose I love and it. And the remote. But I think with Kardashians, it, it needs to end. And they're going to continue being themselves. I, real, I feel really bad, though, for the Kim situation. I think that situations like that now are getting to be because they're so influential and because they have people like Kanye who also is influential and, you know, front page news for usually bad things. I think, you know, he's mentally ill. And I think that that is really, how do you show that? How do you deal with that? I think it's too much now. I think, you know, Kylie is business and her areas, all of them. It's all, they're all too influential and big to be showing this, on television and really, you know, how do they even deal with the Caitlyn situation? I don't know, but they did, but they don't want to keep doing that. And they're now too rich to need to keep doing that. They can stop. I just feel bad for Kim. I've now, because of their announcement, I've decided that I'm going to get back in and I'm going to watch them to the end. So you, Oh, you have not been watching. No, not like I watch, but not, I'm not really like, I don't have to see every episode. Got it. And if it's on, I can listen to the noise, but I'm excited for them. Uh, my father, Tim, shout out to Tim Hamlet, said that he's the Caitlyn Jenner of our family. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no. Tim, you're not I, Caitlyn. No. Well, who is Tim? <laughs> I would... Courtney? Was, <laughs> maybe a Courtney. No, I mean... Who's Marion? <laughs> Chris. 
Definitely Chris. Chris Jenner energy. You have a very... You're like a Chloe Courtney mix. Not Courtney. No. And that's our time, guys. <laughs> Courtney's the worst. Am I the I worst? I don't think she's the worst. I no. think that she's I don't think she's the worst. I think she can be annoying and like deadpan, but she also keeps it really real with them. That's true. I keep and it you real. You keep it real. But I'm fun, right? You are fun. Oh, that's where your Chloe comes in. Okay. Who's Kix? This would mean a lot to her because she likes them. I think Kix is a Chloe. Oh, I think she wanted you to say Kim. But, but she's I think, not Kim. I don't think she's a Kim because she's not. Kim can be annoying. <laughs> is Tim Kim? <laughs> Maybe Tim is Kate Moon. I think he is. Or more I, a, a Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm actually going to say he's more of a Caitlyn than a Bruce. Wait, I, we just said Tim. Are you a Caitlyn or a Bruce? I'll ask him. We'll have. He's so. Um, we're going to have my parents on o- over Christmas time when we're all oh together. Oh my God, I can't wait for I'm that. I'm going to make them watch some reality television and then get their takes on it. I love that. Yeah, something to look forward to, listeners. Um, so one last topic I want to talk about. We touched on this a little bit earlier, but Nini Leaks is leaving Real Housewives of Atlanta, which I am very okay with because she barely was there last season and she's just doesn't seem to care for the job. Lanethia. But then Wendy Williams was on Watch What Happens Live, our queen icon legend. One of the last things that Bradley and I did before quarantine was went to Wendy Williams' show. Bravo, queen. We we will get up at 5 a.m. for Wendy. Yeah, we will. And when Wendy came out into the audience, like we were all like waving high at Wendy and Bradley was was staring like blankly just like in shock like i couldn't believe i was seeing her it's as if whitney houston was resurrected and brought in front of bradley and we were like bradley it's just wendy i was so gagged by her (laughs) wendy is like one of the only people i think that gets away with what she get all the mess that she's She's been canceled so many times and And she's like i don't care the gay the gays are relentless with uncanceling her i mean i did it yes we're like i hate her forever she's gone she's canceled and we're like we love you you're back (laughs) i encourage everyone to follow um her instagram for many reasons but one thing she posts a lot about the food she eats (laughs) and (laughs) it's scary it's scary it's like she eats like she eats like pork patties for breakfast like like, she eats you know those like frozen meat patties does she go to the fair every day like it's like (laughs) It's like fair food. Like it is it's state fair food. I liked when she was doing her show from home and she looked like she had just taken a, <laughs> like she just woke up, she just woke up like hair dryer to the face. <laughs> and she's eating like turkey patties and like trying to talk about COVID covered in ketchup. Yeah. Or something. Oh it's God. Crazy. No. Okay. So we got a little side, we're, we're sidetracking today, but that's okay. I'm having fun. Um, so she was on watch what happens live and um, supposedly her and Nini are friends. Mm-hmm. Nini, for some reason, mentioned her so much last season on Real Housewives of Atlanta, mm-hmm. which I still don't really understand. She had her on the phone filming mm-hmm. almost like a power move. Like, I, look who I know. And so Andy asked Wendy about these things about her leaving. And so she commented on it and Nini took to the YouTube Whoa, and yeah, ripped Andy Cohen and her apart and the final part of it, which is the most iconic part of it, she says about Andy Cohen, no one knew you before you knew me. Damn, damn, damn. She's not wrong. She's not wrong. But like, move on. Yeah. I I think Miss Leaks, because I respect you, 
I think not that much. You called her Lanithia earlier. <laughs> Lanithia leaks. That's like, honey, she's a bad bitch. She is. I think that she has really been tarnished by reality television and the hustle of it. Think about how far she's come since the beginning. And I think it's time for her to go, but I think it's made her so bitter and mean yeah, and not able to like, she can't focus and get a good grasp on like who's for her and who's just keeping it real with her and who is actually against her because she's been so messed up by the format. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I, I do think that she's probably hurt that, they booted her out and didn't give her the money she wanted. So, right. So she, if you don't know, she was let go because of um, contract mm-hmm. issues. She was given a contract. So at the beginning of each Housewife season, they're given contracts, and then if you don't receive your contract, that means you've been asked to leave. And um, she received a contract, but she thought that she was lowballed money wise. And then she dragged Andy. She's dragging Andy because she says that all the um, white OG white housewives are receiving more money than she ever received for Atlanta, which is fucked up. Very fucked up. What I will say is she's arguing with this point that she thinks that the show is her, but she was gone for two seasons. She was like a friend of sort of one season and then she was completely off of a season. And my favorite season of Atlanta in the past while is that season where she wasn't on it Yeah. with Phaedra. I mean, that was the the Phaedra candy thing was really dark, but the girls are funny. Like Portia, Phaedra, yeah. Candy. They know what to do. Kenya. Like those girls can bring a television show without Nini. Yeah. I think that's, so that proves like her, her, her POV is so skewed, right? Like she doesn't get it. She's just so messed up and she's mad and she really, Wendy was just being real. And if Wendy is her friend, like she says she is. Wendy said she will never have a show as successful as Atlanta. Wendy was like, no. And Wendy was like, she should go. And, and she I, said that she thought she'd come crawling back. <laughs> yeah. She's like, because that's, she will. Yeah, she will. She did last time. Yep. So I think like Wendy just keeps it 100 all the time. And Nini's mad, but also she's mad at Andy and I kind of get it. Andy, I didn't really know you before Nini. <laughs> I didn't in his defense in his defense a little bit he did just like he was just a background person there and then they asked him to do the reunions yeah yeah he was on his grind too I don't think Nene Leakes gave him Watch It Happens Live no so they you know they rose together and Nene I in the words of in the words of Nene Leakes bye bye <laughs> boop <laughs> boop well her memes will live on forever forever not a white refrigerator. Not a white refrigerator. Ooh, girl, where you live? <laughs> <laughs> Remember the part with the dog? She's like, the <laughs> little dog that is literally the size of my thumb. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. She's the best. Oh, we love you, Nini. Okay, well, we're going to go ahead and move on to our next segment, which is a recap. We're going to be recapping Real Housewives of Potomac. Before we do that, uh, we're just going to take a quick break. Also, I'm going to timestamp our recaps in the podcast info. That way, if you are not watching all the things that we're recapping, you can, you know, skip ahead to the end of the podcast. But please watch Real Housewives of Potomac. It is, in the words of Wendy, the moment. It is the moment. And with that, a quick break. Okay, and we are back and this is our first recap here on Dumpster Dive. I'm super excited. I am a Housewives fanatic, but also a podcast fanatic. And I always listen to people recap, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to start a podcast because I want to do it too. It's just mm-hmm. fun to have conversations about Bravo. It's, you know, it's our stories. 
It is. It is. You know, we it don't is. we don't have soap operas anymore. It's these shows. And Potomac is a soap, soap opera. It is a soap. So I took a couple notes here, so I'm just gonna kinda go through things. We'll just talk through the whole episode and okay. just kinda get bounce thing thoughts about each other. But first first thing, what are your thoughts of this season in general? It was all for me leading up to that fight and damn it delivered. Yeah, you know, when they tease things, oftentimes they'll like tease big fights. And they'll almost show the whole fight. So then when you get there, you're like, uh. mm-hmm. but they did not show the whole fight. No. It. I mean, my roommate, Gerald, who we'll definitely have on the podcast soon, he can attest. We were sitting there watching it. And for those that don't know, if you're just moving on to the recap and you haven't watched it, um, Monique Samuels and Candace Dillard are in, got into a very, very violent physical brawl mm-hmm. at a winery. <laughs> <laughs> The wine was flowing. And so wow. yeah. so just to preface everything that's going on this season, big storyline this season is that Monique might have cheated on her husband, mm-hmm. which I think is sort of the underlying thing that no one's really talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, in like Sex in the City, they say like the fifth woman is the... Um, it's the city. Yeah. The ninth woman of Potomac is uh, Monique's uh, guy that she cheated Monique's on. Monique's trainer. Yeah. Her trainer. Yeah. Her trainer. Because a lot of her anger, I feel like this season has to do with the fact that um, that Candace and all the girls know about it. Mm-hmm. So once again, to recap everyone, Candace uh, befriended one of Monique's ex-best friends who started the rumor about the trainer. She used to be on the show. Her name is Sharice. And I feel like that is really the core of why they're fighting. Yes. They started to fight about just her taking a nap on a vacation. That's what the fight started out as. And it's like, that's, that's not, not what, what you're about. fighting about. No, you have so many feelings that are like building up right. about that. Yeah. Do you think Monique fucked the trainer? Yes. 1000%. 100%. That's why she's so mad. That's why, why she you- almost ripped her wig off of her head. Oh my God. She was the lion in the whiz. <laughs> literally so they get in a fight and monique i i've never seen someone grab someone's hair in the way that monique did oh my god and it would not let, let go. go oh my god it was it was scary it was scary i told adam i was like this is the only time in housewives history that i've watched an episode and i've been like wow this is real and scary monique was so mad like they couldn't get her hands to unhook Candace's yeah she wouldn't wig. let go yeah, like, they had to get whoa. so it, so they've been breaking the fourth wall a lot on housewives mm-hmm. recently. How do you like that? I do like it, but I think that people need to watch it, understand that for understand now that they are for real putting on a show and putting on characters and hiding behind these camera crews, right? It's yeah. fake. Right. In that so way. I hate when people come for us or watching these shows and they're like, it's fake. It's like, well, like yeah, part of it is they mm-hmm. they have to make they have to set up scenes. Mm-hmm. They can't just walk into a restaurant without asking the restaurant, like, can we film here? Permission. Like people got to sign things. Like so obviously that is set up, but things like this is this is not made up or set up. No, I think along the way of like the maybe the kind of like sort of fake or like blown up issue comes real issues and when they all get put together sometimes it makes for like a tornado which happened on sunday night on potomac yeah it was it was crazy it was one of the crazier things i've ever seen it was nuts so and do you think that candace provoked monique 
I think she did a little bit because that's her job on the show. Like Mm -hmm. for those that don't watch Potomac, once again, what are you doing? But if you're still listening, Candace like is the villain of the show essentially because Mm -hmm. she, I feel like her and Giselle are the villains. They like start drama Mm -hmm. and that's their role that they've kind of come into which works for them because it makes the show, it makes the wheel turn, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I think she thought that it was going to be a fun, petty moment. Mm-hmm. They had been drinking. But then Monique, I mean, you know, there's a lot that I can't, that I certainly can't speak to as a white person, but I think that to, I can imagine that the touching of her hair was just a bit too far when Monique started doing that. Mm-hmm. And then Monique, but, but Candace didn't do much after that. No. She just grabbed, Monique just grabbed her hair. Yeah. And then, um, Candace was trying to get Monique off of her and all she had was a wine glass in her hand mm-hmm. and she was just the wine was sloshing and she was trying to get her off of her and then I think hit the wine glass on her face yeah I think that Monique I think Candace was always still putting on her character for the show yeah I think Monique lost it I think she went to a different yeah, zone yeah that was yeah that was crazy and okay something I something I want to talk to you about and you know I don't know how to say this but I think that they're, the fight was really scary, but there's also been really scary fights that happen on other franchises that are with majority white cast members mm-hmm. that don't get labeled as, you know, I'm not going to say that word, but like don't get labeled as the G word. Mm-hmm. And with them, they're so concerned about coming across that way. Mm-hmm. And I wish that the Bravo viewer would realize that Teresa Giudice was slamming people in the face for seasons. Mm-hmm. And has never been thought as as trash necessarily, yeah. But unfortunately, I feel like these black women have to put that in the back of their head about how they're coming across, yeah. And I f- and I, that's what Wendy was getting at yeah. was that she's like, we can't do this. Yeah, I think. That what are your the, thoughts on that? The aftermath. Did I say that? Did I say that? Okay. Yeah, I yeah. think it's totally fun. I think the aftermath of the fight it's so emotional because like that's what's on the forefront of their minds. Right. They're like crying because what did I just do? Like people are going to see me in this way, the stereotypical way they, the things they put on black women that are wrong. Like I'm going to look bad for my people. They're so emotional about that. And I think that showed in Candace and her response to it. I think it took Monique a while to see that. I think her husband was so over it and mad because I think that's where his mind was. And he was trying to make her see that. I think it's so many things. I think, yeah, I, and I think they had to deal with that and Bravo need, need it. And I think they did do a pretty good job at showing. Yeah, that. I think so. I just think there's a double standard on black women on reality television when there are white women doing the, same or worse to each other. Yeah, I agree. And it's just not labeled the same thing. You I know? agree. I agree completely. Sorry, I know that got really deep, but <laughs> it's just something I thought about when I was watching it. And it's something that's so on their minds, you know? No, and I think also that's why we love these shows is because they're real and they're showing what life is like today and what's a hot topic. What what are we as a culture identifying to be an issue or to be a reality? And that's one of the realities. Yeah. So after the fight, they kind of the episode kind of takes a break and we kind of jump to everyone else's storylines and something, if I can convince anyone to start watching the show, cause the ratings are still not that good. Mm-mm. And every couple on this show has drama. Every like, like husband and wife have an issue. Mm-hmm. Like we just went through a whole season of Beverly Hills where there is one storyline, the whole, there was one storyline on Beverly Hills for 20 episodes. I wanted to cr- like, 
claw my eyes out. Like it's exhausting. Yeah, it's fun to watch them and look pretty. But what's not fun is there's no storylines. And on Potomac, every couple has something. And so we then jump to Giselle and her husband. For those that don't know, Giselle is getting back together with her ex-husband who has five different baby mamas. Mm-hmm. A very famous uh, preacher. So pastor. did you know, do you remember on Real Housewives of Atlanta when Portia, not Portia, when Phaedra was um, dating that man, I think they called him like Dark Chocolate was Mr. his name? Chocolate? Mr. Chocolate? Mm-hmm. Mr. Chocolate is Giselle's husband. Oh my gosh. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, wow. how crazy is that? And I'm gagged. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, wow. that's him. And he has a lot of children. They asked Giselle in her interview, they, they said, how, how do you feel about getting back with him when, you know, he has all these other kids? And she says that we don't, she was like, I don't speak about the other kids that I'm not their mom. Mm. I can't imagine why you would just be back with him though. Yeah. That's especially the way that she describes their relationship ending and why it ended. Yeah. And, you know, so her daughters are very hesitant to ha- want this relationship back. Oh uh, yeah. Grant, I mean, her daughters are also, what, 13, 14, they're 15. They're at that age where they're like thinking where, about this and stuff. And they know, they can Google dad and see what dad has done. Yes. And yeah. They don't trust him. So they go to Atlanta because the kids got the best present they could ever get, which is a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Every kid. Every kid's dream. Like the, <laughs> these kids are like, can I just get like a Kylie lip kit? <laughs> They're like, no, they we're, we're going to give you a Cheesecake Factory knockoff. They're literally 13. <laughs> they want a lip kit. Supposedly Arizona's is closed, by the way. Oh, it didn't make it. No. Okay. So they bought. Also, do you think that he is laundering money through Arizona's? I feel that he's in a lot of dirty yeah. things. But if he is laundering money through a restaurant and he gave it to his kids. <laughs> That's so fucked up. The way he was like, they're going to be washing dishes. I'm like, they didn't, you didn't gift them a restaurant to let wash them dishes go work in the at back. Cold Stone Creamery. <laughs> like, like what the hell? Maybe, yeah. You're going to give me a gift of a restaurant and then tell me I have to work there and wash dishes? Let them choose what job they want to do <laughs> like, as a kid. What? Or do dishes at home. <laughs> right? I'm like, my God. I'd be so mad. Yeah. I would be so mad. I can only picture you as a kid. And if that was your situation, you would be, No. No, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do it either. I would never do it. What did you, did you work when you were like in high school? Yeah. I worked at a restaurant as a host for oh yes, I knew like that. two years. Yeah. Like from sophomore year to senior year. And I had to get my money yeah. to pay for my gas. <laughs> to go visit boys houses. <laughs> um, some. So back to Potomac. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> So what else? What else is going on? So we also have Ashley. Oh, oh God, God, Ashley. Who is our age, by the way? Uh, the way she gets Kix, under my skin, man. I know. Kix texted me yesterday or this morning and she, cause she's getting caught up on Potomac so we can keep recapping it. And she was like, I don't understand that Ashley is 30. I'm like, yeah. Married to. Married to a 50 year old. Warlock. Warlock. <laughs> Lord of the Rings Merlin. character. Like what? I think worse than Merlin. Yeah. Like what is going on? What? So Ashley's husband um, was seen at a strip club in Potomac, which he is a cast member on a show. He, everyone knows who he is. You can't do that. 
seen in a strip club, which also, that's fine. Yes, go to the strip club, get I, your life. Speaking of, I have never been to a strip club. Me either. I want to go, let's go. And I don't want to see some gay shit. I want to no. go to a titty bar. Me too. And I want to tip a fierce diva. Me too. That is a skill. Those queens And they don't get tips do enough. No. Or they have to worry about And I don't gross... have a lot of money though. So be... <laughs> <laughs> Go on the right day, honey. I'll let the stars check, uh, pay for the tips that night. But also... <laughs> These women have to worry about these gross men. Like so yeah. many dangerous things happen. We just want to go and tell them how fierce they are. Make them feel like stars. I feel like they would prefer us. Yes. Come with the money and be like, you're the most beautiful woman in the world. Yeah. I idolize you. Queen, do it. How did you make that happen? Work that pole. <laughs> Why am I going down this long <laughs> list? Work that pole. Probably you're sweating. <laughs> I know. I feel a lot of things. Is it hot in here? <laughs> I just think I just love it. Ugh, do it. Uh, Bradley has a crush on Luann De La Seps. Would you like to see Luann on a pole? <laughs> yes. I love Luann. I really want to... Fuck her? A little bit. <laughs> yeah, I get Luann that. Luann is hot. Like, I'm into I'm her. I'm trying to think who my my um, my girl would be. It would not be Luann for me. Really? But that video I sent you of her in the hall, that hallway filming, she's like, Viva la diva. I was literally like... I'm do you like her because she's into her. she's you know has a low voice <laughs> unlike us wait did we just discover <laughs> do I like Luann because she sounds like a man I think maybe maybe her voice is lower than Adam's <laughs> it is maybe that's what it is maybe it's a combination of that and like she's just so tall like oh no <laughs> <laughs> She's just so tall. She's she has so, a deep voice. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and her body is. I think we figured it out. I think we figured okay. it out. We figured it out. <laughs> Hi, Luann. I think I would like. I would like maybe Portia. Yeah. But I, I, I would like Portia. her to like do it to me. Yeah. Like peg me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think she would be. She'd be down. Yeah. Yeah. She I want someone have... strong like that. <laughs> That's she. Who's also a good person. I think. What about? No, Sonia. No, because she would want me to, you know, fuck her. But I don't. I don't Truly. really want to do that. Hot guys. <laughs> Hot guys. <laughs> <laughs> um. Wait. Maybe. What about a Phaedra? Phaedra's not a a hookup. She's not a fuck. No, I can't <laughs> picture her sexually. Me either. I see her as like mother. Um. And once again, back to Potomac. <laughs> 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 um what else did i have down here so yeah ashley's husband cheated on her and owned it and went to a hotel room with a stripper he's giving his who, dick away to everyone yeah last season he was hooking up with guys yeah, yeah he's down to put his dick in a hole right and the thing that is interesting is why potomac is the best is because this whole like barn party that they went to where the fight happened let's let us not forget the beginning of the conversation was ashley was telling everyone about how her and um, Michael are in an open relationship and they've had an agreement and she's been with girls and he's been with guys and girls and Candace and Monique so rudely interrupted that. I know. We need to hear (laughs) more about that. Yeah. So, well, 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 I'm sure we will, but if you don't know, Ashley is pregnant with her second kid with Michael. She is? Yes. I didn't know that. Yes. They're having another kid. I don't follow her on social media. No, I I don't either, but I, I saw like a Bravo account repost that she's pregnant. And okay. They really have it all. <laughs> I mean, like they're 
What, what do they have besides kids? They're open to living their lives. They, you know, he's getting to be with men, women. She gets to be with men, women. She gets to have more babies with him. Like, it's, they're doing it. What is in it for him, though? Because why would he just want a baby mama? Well, I mean, That's maybe, all she is to him, unfortunately, you know? I mean, you don't, maybe there is like a, a element of, uh, love? I can't even I don't say think love. So. I hurt to say it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, their first season, the first two seasons, they like seemed like they were like in love, which yeah. was shocking because just to loop back, he's ugly. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> and yeah. that kid look, kind of looks like him. Yeah, he looks like a little old man. I don't want to go to the we kids. We don't want to, but um, not on the kids. <laughs> <laughs> so the two things I want to wrap up on on Potomac. So Giselle is in uh, Atlanta for the opening of this restaurant. Mm-hmm. And her dad is there. Her dad does not know that she's back with her (laughs) ex-husband. So she decides to tell him right before the opening of this restaurant. The poor dad has never really experienced reality television. Granted, I have not either. So I don't know how I would have done either. But they are having the opening of the restaurant. And he goes back to use the restroom, quote unquote, and goes to producers and is like, I want my mic off. I can't, I don't stand for this relationship and just goes off on their relationship (laughs) on the mic. There was a hot mic and he, sir, please remove your mic first. Take it off. If the mic's on, we can hear you. But also you could see on camera. He was so disgusted. Yeah. I mean, I I was, we were disgusted. Yeah, I get it. I get it too. But, and he was, it is very sweet. He's being a very supportive dad. Isn't her dad too like, famous yeah like a civil rights yeah, he, activist or something let me look it up i want to i don't know if i'm telling the truth but i feel like he's of that prominence curtis graves is an american photographer and former politician in the state of texas oh i should know that oh, politician yeah graves was born in new orleans louisiana he is a member of the texas house of representatives from oh. 1967 to 1973 so he's like why are you throwing <laughs> taking the family down yep. once again it's sad. But the saddest thing that we got to end on is Karen Huger and her husband. Oh, my God. Poor Ray. Ray. Poor Ray. Here's what I want to say. Okay. So for those that don't know, Karen and Ray have been together forever. She's the Grand Dame of Potomac. Grand Dame. And she's had a glow up. Yes. And she looks great. Amazing. And the glow up has not sat well with Ray, the husband. Karen, and glow up physically and finance. I mean, she has a. She's making money now. She's never done that. Yeah, before. I think she's also about that life. She's she wants to hustle it out and be famous. She's on her grind, and I think that it is. I'm sad for Ray because Ray is a little older than Karen, right? Like a decade or so. He's ready to retire, move to Florida, play golf. He's tired. That that was probably was their plan as a couple all along. And the marriage dynamic that they had now has shifted so much in this, you know, latter part of his life. All of a sudden, Karen is trying to be, you know, uh, a famous real housewife, trying to be a culture queen. And he's like, what are you doing? We're supposed to be moving to Florida. Like, the kids are grown. I feel bad for Ray. He's confused. Imagine, like, the cameras in his house and, like, they had their own, he had his own financial situation and probably has, you know, feels insecure about showing that. Like, well, I yeah, so they Ray. were they were in a lawsuit yeah. for what? I mean, for a long good time. amount of money f- because of his business doings. Yeah, so I feel for Ray in that way. Also, Karen is a queen. <laughs> she is the reason to watch. Yes, she 
Yeah, if you need to be convinced of any reason to watch Potomac, just go and look up Karen Huger, like on YouTube, Best Moments, because oh she God. is it. Like, she is so funny, but she also, like, she's one of those people that doesn't realize how funny she is. No. Which she makes the best for television. Great timing. She has yeah. great timing. And even the fight between Monique and Candace, that Fendi cape <laughs> I know. running the and the lines was of, everything. Stop! The, the voice? <laughs> yeah. Stop it! Like, it's iconic. Monique, let her go! <laughs> <laughs> it is iconic. Karen Huger's a reason to watch. That Fendi cape. Oh my gosh. The fashions have really elevated. Oh my God. The hair is blonder. The, that interview look with that little shortcut. I like it. I she love it. She gets a lot of hate for it, but I like it. I think it's drama yeah. and I live. It's drag. Yes. So um, the last thing we see a preview of next week where they all have a conversation with Monique where they say that they don't want to be seen with her anymore. <laughs> Damn. And supposedly she does not film much more with the women. Really? So supposedly for the back half of the season, she films with Karen and one or two others. But um, Giselle and Candace don't film with her again. Yeah. What do you, do, you think is going to happen? Like, with, Do you think she'll come back? Do you think they'll... So on Real Housewives of Atlanta, uh, when uh, Portia attacked Kenya mm-hmm. at the reunion, their version of reprimanding her was they demoted her to a friend of the next season so do you think that's something that they would do or do you think that they will just fire her completely i think that moment was so intense they might just fire her yeah i have to agree with you it, it was a lot i think it's gonna be it's hard to her. watch like it's not sometimes the fights are fun and that just wasn't fun no it was really uncomfortable and i think that's probably the reason why all the other women are also not wanting to film with her or see her anymore because they felt uncomfortable. They felt scared. And that's never the deal they make coming to work to film these scenes. Right. No. It's supposed to be like a little catty or like just verbal fighting. Like never is supposed to get to that level. And the fact that it got there, they're all like not down for her anymore. And I kind of get it. Yeah, no, I get it too. I get it. So two other, we didn't talk about Robin or Wendy, but um, what general thoughts, Wendy is our newest wife. Do you have any thoughts on her? I like her. I don't really know her that well yet. Mm-hmm. I think she adds, the energy is not bad. I like the energy that adds to the show. I actually like her energy more than I like Robin's energy on the show. Okay. Robin kind of is like kind of boring to me. I'm always like, what's happening? The same storyline is constantly going on. Her and Juan. She's like my unapolo- like I She's my like problematic fave, Robin. She's not problematic. She's just like boring, but I just like to have her over there in the corner for like a little... She gives a little good something. shade. Yeah. She gives good shade and she's stunning. 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 These stunning. women are stunning. They're beautiful Across women. the board. Yeah. Beautiful cast. I wish the ratings were better because I think the show, it feels like the way Atlanta and New York and Beverly Hills felt in those early seasons. Right, when it felt a little bit, a little more real and candid in a way. Of course. But also fake, really fake where it's supposed to feel fake. The key to making these shows work is you have to get people that are more interested in living their lives than making a meme or a Mm -hmm. um, Instagram following. Like there's so many great memes that have come out of Potomac, but they're not out of an effort to make it. They're out of just them being innately funny, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like Kyle Richards is walking around West Hollywood trying to make a meme out of herself on every corner. These her and Lisa Renna. You know what I mean? Yes. Those Beverly Hills women are about life and it's different. Potomac works because they're living their life and, and the drama comes out of 
their lives. Totally. Which is what the show's about. Totally agree. So um, let's kind of wrap up our recap on Potomac. Uh, we're going to do this again next week. Uh, I won't say who the guest is next week, but it's a good friend of ours uh, who also watches these shows. And um, he'll have some good hot takes too. And who's also, a little segue, a great big fan of The Bachelor, which is starting in the next week or two. And um, that just brings me to my point. I want to recap something else with you guys, but it doesn't have to be Housewives. Uh, Salt Lake City is starting here in the next little bit, which I definitely want to cover that because it'll probably start right around when Potomac is in uh, wrapping up. Mm-hmm. So it'll give us the Housewives place. I really do not want to recap OC because it's just a bunch of Trump supporters talking about how COVID isn't real. And uh, we get that. We had that last night on the news anyways. Yeah, we so. don't need it. We don't need any more. I'll now. be watching it. Happy to talk offline about it. I don't know that I want to throw my support in their way though. You should on a podcast. cover. But Salt I Lake. would like to cover Salt Lake. And then something else. I know there's a new season of Below Deck starting. I would do that. I watched that. Uh, there is The Bachelorette, which is supposed to have a lot of drama behind it. Uh, so please reach out via my Instagram at the Tom Hamlet or at Dumpster Dive Pod uh, for suggestions on other shows to recap. We're going to take a quick break and come back with our final segment. Okay, and we are back with our final segment. I'd like to end every podcast with a question. We're going to bounce back and forth with each other. And that is if we think the other would be good on reality television. Okay? Okay. So I'm going to start and then with my opinion on you and then we'll wrap up with... uh, your read of me. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> great. Uh, I, and, and just for any future guests who are listening and want to come on, I'm open to everyone obviously saying they think I'd be terrible on reality television. It's just a, it's a fun little dialogue we can have. Okay. Um, Bradley Gibson would be fantastic on reality television. And I mean, he's, he's like, I don't, I, here's what I think. Here's where I think you'd fall. I think you would be, I don't want to say Phaedra because Phaedra it, it did all that bad shit, but but like the thing that I love about Phaedra is she's like quiet, and then she gets to the interview and she just eviscerates them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would do that. Kind of like you almost eviscerated that friend of ours. Beginning <laughs> of this, yeah, I think I would do that. I'm really good after the thing has happened or like watching it. I would. I would, the interviews would be a sleigh for me. Right. Like, I think you'd have a good, like you, you have a good facial expression, like reacting to things that like you, you wouldn't be like making the wheel turn, like we were saying before, but you're, but you're not sleepy like Robin, but like you would be an integral part of like the storyline. You'd be a good um, narrator. Cause I feel like, don't you think that every um, series has that narrator, like the Bethany who Bethany gets in the drama, but Bethany also is like, in the interviews being like, this is what's happening. This is what I think about it. Like, yeah, I think so. And Bethany also like keeps everyone up to date on what she's not telling people's tea or secrets. She's like, this was said at this lunch. How do you feel? Like she continues on the story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I also think that you would be bad at reality competition shows. Yes. I would hate that. (laughs) I hate games. Hate them. For anyone who does not know Bradley, if we go away, if we do anything together, have people over at, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> at someone's house and a game cuts like comes out uh, uh, Bradley sees a board game he's already called his Uber I'm like please <laughs> y'all we're gonna sit here for like the next hour and a half like looking at these <laughs> chips on a board or like messing with a, a controller whatever you call it for a PlayStation messing with a controller 
Can we just drink <laughs> <laughs> and talk shit about our people? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we can. We yeah. do. We do that but too. But I support though. games. I support. So thank games. you for your support. They, I support I, games. It's all I look for in life is your support. And on the rare occasion, I get into it and I will play. You like the you like the like fibbage games, like the quiplash things on the Apple TV. Yeah, those yeah. make you laugh. I'll do that. The you can do like around. Yeah, around. <laughs> and then have a chuckle. And then yeah, and chuckle. then and then go Be smoke not. some weed. And go to bed. <laughs> and yeah. Go to sleep. I'll be like, bye. Good night. Have fun. Um. Do I get to read you now? Yeah, read me. I want it. I do think you've begun a reality TV, Tom. What format? I think uh, I do see like that sort of housewives format. And I think you would be a good narrator in the way that you said I would be interview wise. I think you'd be good in like in the actual action and the reality of it, making everyone understand what has happened previously, what happened what happened after they left or letting someone know like maybe a little secret here and there, like just to keep it going. You would understand how to do that. Really yeah, just well. a little insight on to everyone listening. I can't keep secrets. No. <laughs> <laughs> if you tell me something that I'm not supposed to tell anyone, know that I've told someone by the end of your sentence. <laughs> <laughs> and we love you for it. And it's, yeah, that's what she would do. So yeah. you'd be great on Housewives. And you would also be like, you're so quick to like let someone know when you think they have done someone wrong or done you wrong. You're going to squash it. You want to put it to bed. That's the thing. That's where I don't think, that's where I don't know how good I would be because I, I really have no tolerance for drama. Mm-mm. Like, and I know, I know Dan Rosales is listening and just rolled his eyes like that fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I just, I want to talk about it. Like, I yeah. want to just get it done. Let's, Let's just do talk it. about yeah. it. Yeah. And if we're not going to talk about it, then it goes on too long. And then, mm-hmm. you know. And that's where sometimes drama comes into play because you, what, what you want to happen hasn't happened. You right. want to talk about this shit. You want to, yeah. let's get in the ring and do it. Get in the ring, please. Cause you know, it's coming from a place of love. Yes. And like, yeah. The friends that read you love you. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Hear that? Hear you that? You know who you friends. are. <laughs> No, it's the friends that really love you that are going to tell you about yourself. The friends, yeah. The friends that don't love you will run and tell other people about yourself. Exactly. And let's put that on a t shirt. Mm. <laughs> well, this was so much fun, Bradley. I love this, Tom. Thank You're you. in the pocket, honey. Thank you. I love, I love you. And Bradley is being a superstar doing so many things right now. Once again, you can follow him at Bradley Gibson13 on Instagram. Uh, he's on. Power book two. Oh God, I fucked up. That's such a long <laughs> name. Power ghost book two. Nope. Ghost book two power. Nope. Stars ghost power book one two three. Nope. You plug it. It is um <laughs> called power book two ghost. Yes, and you may not be able to slide into his DMs, but if you want to see him mostly naked, just tune in. <laughs> if you want to see, don't slide in my DMs. I'm taken. But if you want to see me naked, just turn on your TV. <laughs> Fuck, no. what is my life? Well, I mean, they do need to subscribe to Stars for yes. two ninety nine. It but... ain't free. No, it's not. Mm-mm. That's the price of an OnlyFans. <laughs> and if the pandemic continues, <laughs> you will also be able to get my OnlyFans. Bradley and like... I on OnlyFans. We talked about OnlyFans last episode. So once again, OnlyFans, I'd love to have you as a sponsor. Yes. I need sponsorship. <laughs> oh, sex work is work. Yes, honey, do it. Yep. Um, you said you know people on OnlyFans. I don't know anyone. I do. I know quite a few people have only fans in the same way they have like 
what do you call them? Friendsters? Facebooks. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Facebook. Oh, a Finsta. Yeah. yeah. The same I follow way. a couple of Finsta accounts. Yeah, exactly. The same way. The gays really pop off on. Do you have any gays that pop off on your close friends on Instagram? Yes. Ooh. With all, like, with there are some pictures? people that I will not mention that you know who you are. Well, I, I didn't know I was your close friend, but I've seen your close friend. Yeah. <laughs> some people have interesting pictures and also like the things, you know, typing just. They type. I have a friend that types wild things on their close friends. Who, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> Please, can we start that rumor, <laughs> Dan? <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Yes, it's Dan. It is Dan. No, it's not Dan. Oh, oh, I think no, it's, it's not Dan. Wait, what are you saying? They type a lot of things. Like, they just go off on like people? Like, it'll be like, what's a good example? I'm just going to make something up. Okay. It'll be like, Oh, I wish I could fuck someone hard tonight. No. Are you serious? Or yeah. Is that them trying to be like, are they trying to find someone in their close friends to fuck? I don't know. Or it'll be like, do I know this person? This dude is coming over and like, I'm about to eat his ass up or something like something. Just typing wild things. I don't know why I came up Hey with mom. That. Hey dad. Hi. <laughs> oh my God. I just said that. Um, I'm not yeah. cutting that. Wait, yeah. Do I know this person? I don't think you do. Are they uh, Broadway adjacent? You will never know. You'll never know. <laughs> okay, but w- we were plugging you. So say the actual title of the show. So don't fuck it oh, up. Oh, the title of my show is called, not my show, the title of the show. Mary J. On. Blige's show. <laughs> yeah. Mary J. <laughs> my, <laughs> me and Mary J. Blige have a show on stars. <laughs> called called we- Power Book Two Ghost. Ghost. Yes. On stars. Bradley um, is the ghost. <laughs> the ghost <laughs> of the drug world. But once your name is Everett on there, right? Everett Neal. Yep, Everett Neal. And you can see him half naked there. Also, you can see him half naked on his Instagram, Brad Gibson13, and half naked on his music video, Fool, which is a bop. I'm going to put it at the end of this podcast, just a little clip of it so you guys can listen to it. It's really so good. And I really am so proud of you for oh, all these things. Thank you, Tom. I love you so much. Love you too. And follow uh, me at the Tom Hamlet. Follow Dumpster Dive Pod. Both of those are on Instagram. You can expect episodes every Friday. This week, once again, is a two-part premiere, which is exciting. So thanks for listening to both parts. Hopefully you listen to Kix's and not just Bradley's part. And uh, we'll be back next week with uh, Spencer Glass. Yes. Yes. Uh, Talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, y'all, I just wanted to give one more big shout out to Bradley Gibson for being on the podcast today. We love him. And we also love his new single, Fool. You can find that on all streaming platforms, partnered with an amazing video on YouTube. Here's the song and check it out.